Hey, what's up? This is Chad Eddy with Semp Health Podcast. That's S-E-M-P Health. I was told by a marketing genius that I should call Semp Health S-E-M-P Health just to help people to clarify that S-E-M-P are initials and they stand for something. But I think I'm going to stick with Semp Health. Anyways, today's podcast is, or today's podcast episode is just sort of a top of the mind musings about emotional maturity and a bunch of other things that I had on my car ride home. So I hope you enjoy it. Come on here and talk about some stuff that I'm learning and stuff that I'm processing and stuff that I, I want to implement my life, you know, having been absorbing content through podcasts, through books, and just considering what that might mean for me, I mean, emotional, emotional wellness is not, I mean, it's not complicated, I guess. But it's not easy. And I guess you could say the same thing for physical wellness. That it's not complicated. But it's not easy. You know, um, any goal that a person might have. I don't want to keep gaining weight. Well, then you need to, what? Intake fewer, or intake yeah, fewer calories than you're putting up. If you want to lose weight, you got to put in fewer calories than you're putting up. And that's how you lose weight. If you want to gain weight, you need to put in more calories than you're putting up. It's simple. It's not complicated. But at least for me, uh, the losing weight part isn't easy. To, to grow muscle, what do you need to do? You need to you push push heavy things, lift heavy things, pull heavy things, and, and keep doing it, and keep doing it, and keep doing it, and keep going. And it's simple, but it's not easy. It doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come from sitting on the couch all day, reading, <laughs> reading about it. You know, I'd, I'd much rather get a book about about uh, weight loss or about muscle gain and read it and have <laughs> those changes happen to me. But that's not how it happens. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't change. Nothing changes unless I put down the book and I get to the gym and I make a diet plan and I make sure that I'm actually doing those things. So. Same with finance, right? Same with same with saving, investing, giving. It's simple, you know. Take a portion of your earnings and put it in these three pots: your saving, your giving, and your spending. It's simple. It's. I mean, I, I teach my kids. That's, that's exactly what I teach my kids. 
You know, I, we, we bought some piggy banks with three sections, giving, savings, spending. And every time they get money, we're like, okay, let's go. Let's get your three, three sections. What are you going to give? What are you going to save? What are you going to spend? It's simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> Especially when the, you know, the month ends and you're like, oh shoot, you know, I didn't put enough in my spending. And maybe I should just dip into that savings or in that giving. And maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't have the giving section anymore until I figure out my savings or my spending or my whatever else it is. You know, and debt, <laughs> my pimples. So it's simple. But it's not easy. And it's the same with emotional health. And I'm learning principles. I'm, I'm gaining knowledge. I'm gaining understanding. But man, oh man, to put this stuff into, into practice, into actually see some change. So I guess what I was thinking about today, well, one of the things I was thinking about today was how... I I sometimes really feel really really jazzed, really energized, and really ready to go. And um, you know, I have a positive mindset, and I have a um, I, I'm hopeful, and I'm I'm optimistic. And not to say that optimistic is the best. I think it is, but. Anyway, it's just going to bypass that. Sometimes I'm really jazzed and, and, and everything's really good to go. And um, But sometimes I'm not. And, and what, I've, what I felt like was that sometimes it was like it's an on and off switch. So I'm sometimes I'm emotionally connected and I'm emotionally like intentionally uh going for a positive mindset, positive outcomes, that sort of thing. And sometimes I'm not. And sometimes it's just, you know, it's like a light switch. It's, it's turned off. And then I just cruise. But what I was just thinking about today was, no, that's not what it's like. That's not what it's like at all. The, the actual fact is that sometimes I'm really positive and sometimes I'm really, like, um, like go getter, and I I'm, I want to apply all these things that I'm learning, and I want to envision myself and visualize, and I want to have my gratitudes, and I want to have my my uh, faith that can move a mountain, faith the size of a mustard seed or more, you know. And sometimes it's not that I turn that off; it's that actually I am actively working the other way. I'm. Maybe maybe not actively, maybe actively is the wrong word, but I'm allowing myself to passively, perhaps, work the other way. It's not that I've turned my emotions off. It's not that I've turned my motivation off. It's just that it's turned in in a way that's that's more congruent with how I've lived my life up to now. And if you want to know whether how you've lived your life up to now is how you want to continue living your life is, is just to ask yourself, is it working for me? Look at your life at this point 
Your life isn't the result of somebody else's choice. Your life isn't the result of of your parents, of your lineage, of your race, of your uh, uh, success or failure, your external um, things that that have happened to you. It's predominantly not the result of that. Your life is a result of the choices that you have made, passively or actively. The choices that you've made, the things that you've allowed, the uh, things that you've tolerated. That's your life right now, and that's my life right now. So if I continue to... um, to make the same choices I've always made, to feel the same feelings I've always felt, to be the same person I've always been, then what's going to happen in 10 years is I'm going to be in the same position that I'm in right now. I'll just be 10 years older. And 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 that's what I've been doing. I mean, I I'm I'm learning and I'm I think a fraction of the time <laughs> I'm I'm more intentional. A fraction of the time I'm 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 changing my mindset and I'm changing my life. But a lot of the time I'm just the same chat as I've always been. And it's not that I turn it off or turn it on, it's that it's always on, it's just on in in different places, you know? My my mindset is still going. It's not like I I'm settling, I'm settling back. I might be settling into a groove, a groove that's, that's comfortable, a rut that's comfortable for me. But I'm, I'm still going forward. I'm just going forward in, in a direction that I don't really want to be going. I want to be going differently. I want to, I want to separate out from the life that I've been living so far and live an extraordinary life. So how do I do that? I need to change my mindset. And more consistently than just a fraction of the time. Alright, so that's one of the things I've been thinking about lately. And then um, just listening to um, The Big Leap. Because I'm trying to listen to Chapter 3 again so I can bring it to you. It's, so I, I, was, I was listening to it and I was thinking about the persona. And actually, I was thinking about this earlier today, too, when I was I was reading the book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And and I was thinking, okay, I think I'm in Chapter 2 or 3 of that as well. And he's going through where Jesus was baptized and then went into the desert and was tempted by Satan. He talks about how Jesus, when he was baptized, he was affirmed by his Father, his Heavenly Father. You know, this is my son and who am I, whom I am well pleased, with whom I am well pleased. So he, he, he received, he received his identity there. And then he went in to be tempted by Satan, and Satan tried to give him a different identity. Or Satan tried to tempt him to claim a different identity than the one that he just received. Um, 
So anyways, I was I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, okay, that'd make it kind of a cool sermon series on identity. You know, there's the three parts, the three temptations of Satan towards Jesus, and there's... <coughs> Um, that'd make a pretty cool, you know, sermon series. And, and while Gay Hendricks was talking in this chapter three, I was thinking about the persona. And I think that uh, Gay Hendricks will go into persona a little bit more later in the book. But persona is an old Greek word, which actually means mask. You know, we think of what's your persona, what's your mask, what it, what, what are you acting like. How are you behaving? Or what are you what are you trying to be? But actually the word personality is the same root as the word persona. We think a lot higher of the of the term personality and I don't mean to be saying that like the old cheese was personal comes out like that because that's how I was taught. Uh, we don't, we don't, we think a lot higher of the, the idea of personality than we do of the idea of persona. I think, I mean, okay, I'll just speak for myself. When I think of persona, I think mask. I think, um, I think play acting. All right. So there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people act all the time. I enjoyed, you know, I was a drama major in, in uh, high school. I enjoyed acting. I, I still enjoy acting. I don't get a chance to do it very often. At least not on the stage. But personality means the same thing. Personality means, hey, what character are you playing now? What character are you playing? And the idea is that we have developed our personality in response. Oh, I was just also listening to an Andy Jenkins podcast where he's talking with uh, Benjamin Burgess. Dr. Benjamin Burgess, and they're talking about, it's just Andy relaying the conversation, but they're talking about um, how we develop uh, limits, limits within ourselves, emotional limits, specifically. But, But the same thing, like, we develop our personality because that is how we protect ourselves from what we, what we're afraid of, what we're fearful of and the whole nature versus nurture thing comes in and I believe that there's a mix of both I don't think that we're all 100% nurture um, but we are definitely largely nurture I'm not going to put a percentage on it fraction on it Um, but we're definitely largely nurture and it's not that our parents nurture us necessarily it's that we nurture ourselves and we nurture ourselves by the fears that we have, and we might have them inherently. We might have inherent fears. Okay, we do have inherent fears. We have different inherent fears, sure, but our persona, our personality, is developed by maybe, um, maybe pushing against some of those fears, or maybe exploring some of those things and developing some of those fears and then reacting against some of those things. So say somebody who has a persona or a personality of being really withdrawn and shy. Well, maybe when they were six months old, right? 
six months old, really? Yeah, maybe when they were six months old or three months old, they experienced some kind of a negative reaction to not being shy or to being to being uh, loud or to being. Uh, out there, and it might not have been a negative, you know, it might not have been a slap against across the face. I hope not for a three-month-old, right? But, but, it, but to that three-month-old, it was a negative thing. So to that three-month-old, I cried. My mom didn't come and hug me. Therefore, crying doesn't work. I'm just going to be shy. I'm going to be withdrawn. I'm going to be quiet. Because maybe if I'm quiet, then mom will come around to the to the room to see what matters. Because she's she's much more triggered by quietness than she is by noise, right? Maybe. And so that child grows up to be withdrawn and they develop this persona of being shy or withdrawn or to sit back in the crowd. And maybe that's that's also reinforced in them in their school life when they see these characters who are like loud and boisterous and they're like, I don't want to be like that. I'd rather be like me. I'd rather be quiet like I am. And that's reinforced for them. Meanwhile, you know, the loud and boisterous kids, when they were three to six months old, they found that their mom responded to what? Crying, screaming, and, and being louder than their brothers or their siblings. Right? And so they know that they can get attention. They can get what they, they can get their needs met by being loud. And so when they see that quiet person, they're like, how does that person ever get anything done? How does that person ever get any of their needs met? I don't, I don't want to be like that. I'm glad that I'm like me. But it's a persona. It's a persona that they wear. Their personality becomes their personality trait. Maybe, you know, when a child is young, they have a little brother or sister or an older brother or sister that they adore. And they find that by caring for that person and by really showing them affection and care and love and kindness and sharing their toys and being uh, present with them, they get a lot of what they need in return. And so they develop this persona of being a, a real nurturer. Right? Uh, you might you might be reacting against that that term, terminology, and I am a little bit too. I'm going to be honest with you. A persona being a nurturer, because it sounds like what I'm saying is that it's a negative thing. It sounds like what I'm saying is that a persona is negative, and you shouldn't. And being a nurturer is obviously positive, so you shouldn't say you have a negative of a positive. If you know what I mean. Maybe maybe you're reacting in some way against that, and you're saying no. Being a nurturer isn't a persona. Being a nurturer is your true nature. And and uh, being not a nurturer, being more selfish is a persona. Well, I'm not saying that being a persona that a persona is a negative thing. I'm just saying that it it's a thing. Right? So we put on though, we put on these personas. So what I'm saying is that I think the persona is part of your soul. Your persona is part of your soul because it's, a, it's an emotional, um, it's an emotional mask. It's an emotional safety blanket. It's an, an emotional thing that we wear to to guard ourselves from different threats that we perceive, and, and they might be imaginary threats. They may very well be imaginary threats. 
they may be based on some kind of real experience, but imaginary. So, you know, I, um, you know, somebody says, well, I, I did this and my dad did that. And so if I do something like this, then somebody that I respect and admire might react negatively. So I'm not going to do anything like what I did once when, when my dad got upset about it. Yeah. So it's, it's not actual. It's not real. It's perceived. It's a perceived threat, but it becomes part of our persona, our personality. But that's part of our soul. And that's not, I mean, you could say that's our true self. It's part of, it's part of your true self. I'm not going to, I'm not going to poo-poo <laughs> that idea that it's part of your true self. But it's not the spirit, if you get my saying, if you get my drift. It's not the part of us that connects with God. It's not the true, true self. I'm not going to poo-poo your true, too. All right. So, I, I'm thinking, though, that we can... I don't think we need to unmask our persona. I don't think that that's necessary. I don't think that, okay, so let's take off all those masks and be who we really are. I don't, I don't think that that's the point. I think it's good to identify and recognize that... Before God, I'm not um, loud and obnoxious and boisterous and, and attention-grabbing. That's not who I am before God. Before God, I'm Chad. I'm His son. So my persona can be stripped away before God. It can be. It doesn't have to be. I can be loud and obnoxious and boisterous and, and attention-grabbing. <laughs> I can be like that before God. I can, I can be um, my my soul self. Let's just say, but I don't have to be. And, and I think that that's part of spiritual maturity and emotional maturity. Step helps that we're, we're getting, we're seeing the interconnectedness of all this stuff, right? So I think it's part of spiritual maturity and emotionally mature. Yeah, emotional maturity to be able to recognize that and to be able to separate your spiritual self from your soul self. Not not so that you you don't behave in the way that of your persona or your personality. It's not so that you throw your personality out. That's not. I think that a personality is a gift too. I really do. But I don't think God wants us to throw out our personality. But just, just to recognize that there's a, there, there may be a difference, or there is a difference. There is a difference between how we've learned how to guard ourselves and how God sees us. Because God sees right through. God sees right through that persona. Right. So I guess that's all I got to say today. And this has been my session my counseling session, my coaching session. Um, so thanks for listening in. Hope it inspired you and hope that, um, yeah, we can continue traveling on this road together. Saying traveling on this road as I'm driving down this road. All right. Talk to you later.